And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we are working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I want to, well, let's talk about last week. Last week, we talked about the four hats that you can potentially wear as an investor if you're following what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited. That's single family investing and then three different hats on the multifamily side of things. Uh, if you missed that show, you can check that out at our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. But today I want to focus on just one of those hats. I want to I want to focus on single family. And I want to talk about places where if you're investing now, you have maybe one, two, multiple, whatever, rental houses. I want to look at places where you may actually be more involved than you need to be doing more than you really need to and places in, in essence where perhaps you're being a little ineffective as as an investor and these are things these are areas where people commonly go the diy the do it your yourself route so how can you do it better we'll look at what is that diy route potentially and and, and how can you do that better and if if you don't yet have any rental houses well this may give you something to uh, chew on as you as you put plans into place to get that first rental house It's far easier to put a good process into place than to put one into place that you later have to change It's I, believe me I've been doing this for 11 years and I've got processes in place that we're working on improving as well And this 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 whole notion came up recently I was at a, at a lunch with some investors some of these are lifestyles investors some are not and we were talking about some of their processes and a number of them interestingly are using VAs, that's a virtual assistant uh, that are in, based out of the country typically. I know one had a VA or a couple of VAs in, in the Philippines that are helping him with, with his business. Another has uh, VAs more locally to us down, down in Mexico. So out of the country, better, better wages, and they're outsourcing certain parts of their business to these VAs. They're, they're buying back their time. Instead of try, trading time for money, they're, they're trading money for, for time. So what I want to do is walk through the single-family rental process as we follow that here at Lifestyles Unlimited and look at places where maybe you can DIY or maybe you are DIYing, doing it yourself right now, but maybe better off handing off uh, part of that business to somebody else. Not necessarily a VA. You know, I've thought about where this might work in. I've never used one. Uh, I'm definitely not the expert on working with a virtual Assistant, but I think it's a there are certainly some places where I could carve out part of my business at this point when you're working with one rental house Maybe that doesn't make sense But as you build your portfolio, there are places where you might think of that as well So again putting in good processes now Before you start rather than having to re retool those once you're very much entrenched. It's it's much more difficult then so I've got about 10 of these. I've just jotted down um, areas in, in the business along the, the single family timeline, let's say, uh, where you can review what you're doing. And it, and it starts at the beginning, finding and evaluating processes, process, uh, excuse me, properties, finding and evaluating properties. You're, if you're gonna buy a rental house, you gotta find that house you're gonna buy. And if you want to do it on your own, a lot of people do. Typically, if you're not, if you don't have access to something like the MLS, what are people typically doing? They're looking online 
in places like Zillow or Realtor.com, um, just spending a lot of time online. The problem with these is you, you need to be sure these sites are up to date. Some refresh a little more uh, quickly, a little more frequently than others. Um, I've looked at stuff on here before and even tried to contact owners where, well, that that's old, you know, weeks old. Um, so that's a place where you could go if you're doing it yourself. A lot of people I've talked to, um, you know, I've done this in the past, or my wife has, run our own uh, off-market uh, uh, sourcing programs. That takes a lot of work, and right now it is highly, highly competitive. But these are things if you want to do it on your own, you could. Um, but I find a more effective use of my time at this stage anyhow in my in my progress is to outsource this to to realtors and to wholesalers. And we've talked before on the show just what is a wholesaler. Um, but I like working with the realtors in particular. And some of the realtors I work with, they in turn work with wholesalers. So um, just remember, not all realtors are the same. Ideally, you're, you're, you're finding somebody that is an investor. And I know you might be thinking, wait a minute, well, if they're buying rental houses and I'm buying rental houses, isn't there, uh, uh, don't we have a little bit of a conflict of interest there? Well, talk with talk with them about that. But in my experience, no. Uh, a, a realtor is a fiduciary. They do have to have your best interest at heart. Um, so they should be working on your behalf. Now, those wholesalers, they may not be. They may not be. So if you do choose to go that route to find property, and I, and I look at those too, just be aware of, of whether this is one that is more or less ethical. There, there, there's a broad array of, of wholesaler types out there uh, that I've encountered over the decades. So just get to know who you're, you're talking to. But those are two good places to go to outsource that. And that's for finding the properties. And I think evaluating kind of rolls into this, this, this topic as well, because ideally that realtor is doing some level of evaluation before I even see the property that they're sending me. And I can tell you when I get when I get leads from the Lifestyles Realty team, that's 100% the case. I already can see what my projected cash out of pocket to buy that house is going to be, what my equity gain is going to be, what my cash flow is going to be, and they're building things into that like a rehab budget, et cetera. Now, those are things that need to be fine-tuned, and that's part of the evaluation as well. But I find that the Lifestyles Realty team really helps me get moving on any given property you know, I've been doing this over a decade, and I much, much prefer to outsource this. We've done it ourselves. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of. It, it costs a fair amount of money per lead these days. That has gone up uh, with the uh, competitive market we've seen out there. Um, so outsource that piece, and then when you get that house under contract, um, you're going to do your due diligence. And yes, you can go walk the property. You may want to put your budget together that way. But again, here too, I prefer to send out. The professionals. I'm going to send out an inspector, hire an inspector. I've heard people say, save the $300, $400 on, you're, you're going to rehab it anyhow. <laughs> Some bad advice. Get that inspector out there because they're going to find things that you probably missed. And if you send a GC out there, and I like to do that as well from the outsourcing perspective, um, they're going to see things. They're going to miss things as well, right? They're going to go through there quickly. You're going to get that scope of work. And it's important now, that's part of your evaluation process to that realtor put together for you, or maybe you did on your own, make sure that those that those check out, that you are making the money that you think you're going to make. Why why outsource this? Well, two two reasons. Time. You're, you don't want to give up your time. You want to have someone else do. It's all about time and money. I want to give up give up some money and save my own time. Number one. But we really do make our money when we buy. So we want to make sure we're buying right and that we have everything buttoned up on the front end. So that evaluation part of the, the process is, is hugely important, very, very important. 
And if you don't know what we're buying as members here at Lifestyles Unlimited, we are targeting houses that need renovation. So getting that rehab budget figured out is hugely important because that's a big driver of my cash out of pocket and what I'm able to do from, from a budget perspective. So you want to get GCs, general contractors, and other trades out there to evaluate that uh, scope of work for you. Now, the second item I have here, and I debated whether or not I should include this. Uh, it's not really outsourcing per se, but I think it's important. Um, and that's that regards financing. And, and I know investors, and I talk with you know investors I've known for some time now, that continue to buy all cash. And they have their reasons uh, why they do that, uh, feels safer to them. Uh, maybe they just have a ton of cash to deploy, don't know. Um, but the thing is, and if you sit down and really think about it, when you use leverage, right, financing that's a, also called leverage, what does a lever do? It magnifies your power. And that's what it does in real estate investing as well. You're going to get higher returns by using other people's money because you have less of your money in that investment. Instead of 200 k out of pocket to buy that house altogether and do the rehab, I may only have $20,000 into a given property. Of course, my returns will be higher. And with that lower out of pocket on that one house, guess what? I can buy more properties. And those higher returns I'm going to see across a portfolio of properties rather than just one. So using other people's money is something you should absolutely consider if you are buying all cash right now. Yeah, I know interest rates are higher. Um, that's part of the evaluation and working with your realtor and your lender and understanding what kind of rate can I get with my credit, with my debt to income, etc. And what does that look like on the cash flow side? That's part of the evaluation. Um, but using leverage will allow you to go much, much farther. We talked recently on a show about opportunity cost and sometimes people get a little bit long in their mortgages and have a ton of equity and they enjoy that low cash, uh, that low interest rate. Maybe that's time to re-leverage in order to do this very thing and buy more properties. In the end, your cash flow will be greater. In the end, your equity will be greater and you'll have more assets performing for you. So it's not so much a notion of outsourcing here, um, so much as following a different model. And that's really what we talk about at Lifestyles Unlimited, buying these houses that need work. And actually we're buying them with two types of lending. We're buying with hard money commonly because it does need work and we need to close fast doing the renovations and then refinancing out on the back end into long-term debt. That's the lifestyles model in, in, in a nutshell. And we go in and we renovate. And by the way, third item on my list here, in fact, is rehab or, or renovations. And th this is a place where I commonly see investors cutting corners and trying to go the DIY, the do-it-yourself route, uh, largely from a budget perspective. And if this is something you're just getting started with and thinking about, ask yourself, you're probably working a full-time job, do you have time to be out there painting the walls, you know, measuring and cutting uh, and nailing down baseboards and, and other trim, stuff like that, changing out toilets, changing out electrical outlets, appliances? Commonly, no. When you're getting started, you're working. And here, time and money, right, those, those are the trade-off. Um, really become part of the conversation. And this, this, is a, this very spot is an area that stops a lot of people from investing at all because they think, I, I don't have time to go out and rehab the house. You don't have to. The DIY side of this often leads really to longer renovation times, longer rehab times, and commonly lower quality. It's far, far better to outsource this to, to a general contractor, let's say, that, that runs the whole process from start to finish 
does good work and does it far, far quicker. The trick here is when you're going through that evaluation period is making sure that you're buying right and, and buying with an adequate budget so that you can handle, hand off that, uh, those renovations to a GC. Now, some people may GC the project themselves. I've been doing this long enough. I have enough subs that I know that I can do that. Uh, from time to time, I do. But, but that does take a little bit more time. And you need to have good subcontractors ready to, to do that work. So this is really a big spot, a big area. When I go out and just when I'm out in my neighborhoods checking out uh, houses for sale, whatever, uh, stopping, talking with people I see doing renovations, I talk to a lot of people that are doing this themselves. And this is really a big spot, really a big place where you can improve your business. Stop trading time for money. It's what you're doing. It's what you're doing. Saving a couple dollars, but taking a lot more time. And by the way, if you do have a hard money loan on there, you don't want to take a long time. You want to get in and out very quickly. Uh, so something to think about there uh, on the renovation side. Um, fourth item on my list here. So we've we bought this house, right? We found it. Realtor brought it to me, did the evaluation. I did a little bit of digging, had some help on, on uh, evaluating the property from my contractors, my GC. We got the financing, did the renovations, Depending on the scope of work, could be a couple thousand dollars in rehab to several, several thousand, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40. I've seen 70, I've seen 80, I've seen 90. That's okay. Especially on those big jobs, we farm those out. Well, now the place is ready to be occupied. So what do you do? Well, you need to do a lease up. You got to find, you got to find those great residents. And this is a very, very important, hugely important part of the process. Your success as a rental owner pivots very much on this process. So we're going to, we're going to take a quick break and take this up on the backside. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Del Wamsley on the economy and politics. What happens if the economy turns around and goes back down now the Democrats are in power or inflation becomes rampant? And all of a sudden, it becomes very difficult to do business. I was listening to an economist the other day, and he pulled out this chart of GDP. He said, look, here's what I want you to do. He said, tell me anywhere from 1950 to 2021 where the Democrats took power and where the Republicans took power. He said, point it out for me. And the truth of the matter is you can't tell. If you're sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what the politicians are going to do or waiting to see what the economy is going to do, if you're trying to predict the future, stop. Politicians and the economy have no bearing on your success or failure. Only you do. Register for the next live online free workshop. We'll unfold the map to retirement in five years or less, regardless of what's going on in the world. It's the same proven strategies we've been using for 30 years through every political party and economic cycle you can think of. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. I thank you for tuning in today. We're taking a look at the single family rental process from start to finish and places where you might do it on your own. And really some of those places, yeah, that's fine. But other places, maybe you really need to think about outsourcing what it is you're doing. And this came up, I was at lunch with some uh, fellow investors that have, you know, big portfolios and they've rolled into using virtual assistants for some of what they do. Now, obviously, 
you know, if this is a virtual assistant in the Philippines, are they going to drive by a property for me? No, that's not going to work. Uh, but so much of what we do these days is digital in nature. A lot of the analysis, a lot of the data gathering, those those things can be outsourced. Those things can be farmed to somebody that is not in the not in the neighborhood. In fact, I'm looking at houses out of state. I'm not in that area. I'm not driving those properties either, am I? So uh, there are a lot of places where that VA might come into place. Now, footnote, I've not ever used one, um, but I can see just having looked at my processes after that conversation where that very well could come into play. And we're going to talk now about a big, big part of your business as a rental owner. It's a rental house. You're going to fix it up if it needs repairs um, and you're going to get it rented. That's the name of the game. We got to have a good resident in there. And it's very, very important that you identify a good property that you buy right, you make your money when you buy. But because we're going to be holding this thing for a number of years with people renting from us, it is hugely important that you get a good resident in there. And the lease up and the, the tenant screening part of this process um, uh, is, is very important. Okay, we've done whole shows on this very uh, process before. And again, if you go to lifestylesunlimited.com, you can go to the radio tab and find some of those. But... To start with, you know, you market the property. And if you're doing this on your own, you, you, you might go out to places like Zillow. It's a, actually a very good place to go. A lot of prospective renters go there. Um, Facebook Marketplace has gotten a lot of traction uh, with people in recent years. There, uh, Any number, Realtor.com is a very common one. For a while there, I didn't use Zillow because it was not tying into the MLS very easily. So my leads typically were coming from Apartments.com, Realtor.com. Uh, Zumper, hot pads, there's a whole, the list goes on. There's a lot of options out there. Um, the nice thing, by the way, if you work with a leasing agent and they put this into the MLS is it syndicates to all of those places except Zillow, except Facebook Marketplace. So it might be worth adding those yourself. But, you know, the, there's a plethora of places to park your listing on your own if you're going to do it that, that way. And then as you get those applications coming in, uh, there's a plethora of screening sites as well where you can then run the credit and background check if you want to do that on your own. And in fact, some of these websites where you may list your property may have integrated application processes and, and screening options for you. A lot of investors I've talked to um, use these in, in, in tandem. So you can do that on your own. And it's very, very important to have clear expectations for yourself as to what you're looking for in terms of a resident. You want to, you don't necessarily want to take the first warm body you see. You need to vet these people that are applying. Um, but it's very important as well to let them know what your expectations are as you go through the application process with them. And that best thing you can do is have a, a written document that lists your screening criteria. I like to have that signed so that people acknowledge that I'm going to run a background check. I'm going to run a credit check. I'm going to run a criminal check. And if an eviction comes up, red flag denied. So everyone's going into this with uh, their eyes wide, wide open. So you can do that on your own, but you can also hand this very important piece of your process off to a qualified leasing agent or even a property manager. You may choose to use a property manager to outsource all of your operations during your hold period. Uh, but a lot of them also have, I guess what I would call menu options where you might just have them run this part of the process and then you manage ongoing once you have that, that resident in, in, in place. Why would you do this here too? You know, thinking about opportunity costs, it's just time, your time versus giving up some, some level of lease up fee. It's not uncommon for that to be one month's rent. I've seen less. I've seen 70%. I've seen 50%. Uh, it is negotiable in some cases. So 
uh, it's not a bad idea to look at this, especially if you're like I am and investing out of state. Yeah, you might want to have somebody there on the ground uh, doing helping you along this this part of the way. Um, and as as it comes to, you know, they're going to market, they're going to put this thing out there in the MLS or, or wherever. And as those leads come in, um, leasing agents may do some or even all of the background, credit criminal, et cetera. But as you interview somebody, if you choose to outsource this, to hire a, an agent to do this for you, be sure to ask a lot of questions to understand just exactly what it is that they're going to do for you. We had a leasing agent for years that would market it. They would run the paid background, uh, credit, criminal, et cetera. Uh, but the deeper digging was left up to us. For her brokerage, that was getting a little bit too far a little too close to property management, which is something they didn't want to do, a little bit more liability. Um, so they wouldn't make recommendations. It was just, here are the facts. And any deeper digging, we did. Now, thinking about that virtual assistant, I think this is a pro part of the process where you could really outsource a lot of this. These days, you might want to dig into social media, right? Facebook, uh, Instagram, you know, what are your applicants posting out there? Is the face they're presenting to you when you or your leasing agent meet them the same as what you're seeing on online? That's something somebody can, it's digital, something somebody can do for you, running those background checks, calling the current landlord and the prior rental owner, prior landlord, calling the, the employer. These are all things you could potentially outsource. Now the decision should still remain with you. If you're working with a PM, a property manager, they may make the decision if they're running the full operations for you. But if you're working with a leasing agent, commonly they're gonna present you with options. You make the decision. And that goes back to your rental criteria, your application uh, leasing criteria. Does this meet my criteria, credit, income, et cetera, or not? Good place to outsource. Number five here on my list, um, you've outsourced the leasing, you've got it rented, great. Resident's been in there for three months, six months, nine months, 12 months. At some point in an ideal process, you should be having regular walkthroughs at that property. You should have, you should be keeping an eye on that property while you have those residents in place. It's very, very important. Um, but as I mentioned, we're, we're traveling more and more. So I'm gonna have to give up more and more of what it is I like to do. Moving down the process though, um, we talked about renovations already. I wasn't sure where to park this exactly, but landscaping. It's one of those things my GC doesn't, doesn't usually like to do, so I've got to figure out something to do there during the renovations. During the, the leasehold, when I have a resident in place, my lease dictates who takes care of the lawn. Well, that happens to be the resident. That's how it should be. Uh, but what happens when that resident moves out? Got to figure out something there. So you can do this yourself. You get a lot of great outdoor time, good for the you know, good for your body, but you're again trading time for money, saving that dollar. And there are in fact companies out there that you can you can order this sort of thing online as well. It's gonna cost you a little bit more, uh, but probably easier to handle from a payment perspective. You can handle the entire operations yourself, finding the resident, managing the resident, taking care of those inspection periods, those walkthroughs, or you can outsource that whole thing to a property manager, or you could outsource parts of it. But ultimately, what I find is as people are getting started, they're still working jobs, they, they feel like they don't have a lot of time. And if that's something that is holding your, you back, and I hear this a lot, I don't have time to deal with it. Get that property manager. And then the big thing, what are we doing this for? It's, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle, but I do want to collect that money. I do need to collect that rent. And 
automate this part of the process. It makes, makes it so much easier. I get emails at the start of the month as my residents are hitting go to send their, their rent to me. Done. Now I process this on the back end. I make sure it clears the bank account. This is another place, thinking about those virtual assistants, where you could put a body into place that handles this side of the business for you. Again, it's digital. Reconciling the bank account, making sure they're checking the rent rolls. House number one, rent is in check. House number two, rent is in check. Down the list. I do that, but I could outsource that. And that takes me to another area where I see a lot of DIY, which is the accounting and the bookkeeping, uh, bookkeeping side of things. A lot of people get into a handful of rentals and they're used to doing TurboTax or some sort of online software to file their taxes and they continue to do this and keep their own books. And as you add more and more rental properties, I will tell you this is going to become hugely, hugely time consuming. And as tax code changes and it changes, um, you may miss things. You, you, you may miss things. I think the best thing I did, and it was the day we bought our first rental house, was went and hired that CPA. I handed off that part of the business very early on, filing those taxes, handling the uh, accounting on that end. Now, that's bigger picture stuff, but as you go through your day-to-day, -day, if you're collecting receipts here and there, you may want to outsource to a bookkeeper as well. A lot of people use software as an alternative. Um, that can ease a lot of your efforts. And this is actually a good place to find uh, some automation and working with a, a virtual assistant as well. Let them process what's going on in the background from afar. So accounting and bookkeeping is a really good place to outsource. The last place I wanna mention, I have two more actually, protesting property taxes. I think we've, we've, we've beat this one into the ground. We're finally clearing it. I finally got all of mine done <laughs> in, in September. We're finally done. And that can be time consuming. Um, easily something you can outsource. You know there are a lot of companies that do that. A VA, by the way, a virtual assistant could really help you here. And I'm really thinking about this one, gathering the data, reviewing that, putting the, the data picture together for that argument, getting those sold comps, those equity comps. It's all digital. It's all online, except for those pictures that I need. Good, good place to outsource virtually, I think. And the last place, and you can do this virtually as well, and this really goes back to the beginning. Thinking about this business, building out this business, becoming a good rental investor. It, it does start before you even buy that first property with a good education. Here too, I see a lot of people on the do-it-yourself learning path. And that means typically finding stuff on online, on the internet. And there are, I don't know, let's just say there are a variety of opinions out there. A variety of experience uh, with respect to owning rental houses. Some of it's good. Some of it's pretty bad. Some of it's pretty bad. I've seen some pretty bad advice out there. In fact, we did a show a couple weeks ago talking about sources of information and where you can exercise care if the internet is one of those sources that you use to get your education. Or you can go a much better route and outsource, let's say, this part of the, the process and come to a place that really has the structure in place to educate you, to help you become a solid rental investor. So where I went 12 years ago, and I'm talking about Lifestyles Unlimited, I got all the education I needed to understand all of the things that we've talked about today. I keep going back. It's an ongoing process. It's a continuing uh, education, continued learning as the environment changes, as legislation changes. 
As new ideas like virtual assistants come to the fore, I learn a ton through this structured environment. And I would encourage you to take a look. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com, register for our free workshop to learn more, and we'll help you get on your path and put those good processes into place from the outset. Thanks for listening. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.